What up, what up, dímelo mi gente, que lo que, you already know this is Punch, Drunk, Baxin, aka Mr. Moo, shot himself, ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost, God bless each and every one of y'all, hope you had a good Easter weekend, and y'all, it seems like we got a new boogeyman in the lightweight division, oh yeah, it seems like we got a new boogie, boogie, boogeyman in the lightweight division, shout out to Shakur Stevenson, Brick City's own, Newark's favorite son, Shakur Stevenson, the two-division world champion. Y'all already know Silver Olympian. Man, he have unleashed his power. He have unleashed the boogeyman power, the type of power that's going to have people reluctant to fight him. Now, of course, you already know April 22nd, we got Javon Tandy versus Ryan Garcia, the biggest fight in the sport of boxing, the most lucrative fight in the sport of boxing, a, a, a fight that they might not be fighting for the belts, but let's, let, let, let's be clear. This is, we need that fight in the sport of boxing. And especially when people say that boxing is dying, boxing is a niche sport, boxing is not what it used to be and stuff like that. Javante Tan Davis and Ryan Garcia sustain the eyeballs in the sport of boxing, brings in the interest for the sport of boxing, and I think it's a great fight. And that's, and then the lightweight division, y'all. And um, following that, May 20th, we got the undisputed lightweight champion of the world, Devin the Dream Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko, who was three-division world champion. Y'all already know he's an Olympian. Probably the best amateur ever in the history of the sport of boxing. Vasily Lomachenko, Devin Haney, great matchup, good matchup. Should be the primary fight in the lightweight division. But they just, uh, well, let's say Devin Haney, who's the undisputed, doesn't attract the fans like a Javante Tan Davis and a Ryan Garcia. And now... We could say that the new attraction, a new attraction, I'm talking about that brings entertainment to the forefront of his skill set now. Shakur Stevenson. Now, in the past, in the past, especially before the Nakatilia fight, after the well, after the Nakatilia fight, Shakur Stevenson beat up Nakatilia for, for, for a whole 10 rounds, right? Every round won every round. You know, looked it good, just boxed him out, outboxed him, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough, and we know that it wasn't enough because Shakur Stevenson, after the fight, felt, felt the need to apologize, took it to Twitter, took it to IG, took it to the social media platform. He, he felt the need to apologize to the fans. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I always say, of course, wins, wins is important, right? It should be the primary thing, winning. But it's also in the sport of boxing. It's how you win and how you lose. It's also implementing the assessment and how we assess and how we co compare and how we, you know, um, give credit and value fighters. Not only that you win, but it's how you win, especially now where Shakur Stevenson contemporaries that we have the attraction, like I said, Ryan Garcia, Javon Tan Davis. Y'all already know the team from Lopez, also an entertaining, fight, entertaining fighter, but he moved up to the 140. And he got the good, uh, a good, risky fight. Versus Josh Taylor. We're going to be talking about it in just a bit. But let's stay tuned to the lightweight division, right? Shakur Stevenson now is bringing to the table what Javante Tan Davis and Ryan Garcia brings. And this is the reason why Javante Tan Davis and Ryan Garcia is the biggest fight in the lightweight division. The most lucrative fight in the, in the lightweight division. You know why? Because they sustain the eyeballs, like I said. They captivate the imagination and the emotions of the boxing fans. And what Shakur Stevenson did yesterday in Newark, New Jersey, about beating Yoshino and how he beat Yoshino. Everybody know that he was going to win. 
but the question is, how is he going to win? Now that he's going to be debuting in the lightweight division, this is that, that was his first fight, debuting in the lightweight division. Y'all already know Shakur Stevenson came from the featherweight, um, have a title, had a title in the, in the featherweight division, moved up to the super featherweight division, unified the title, beating the likes of Jamel Hearing, a respectable champion, and Oscar Valdez, a respectable champion, back-to-back. Beat Consuncial, uh, the guy that a lot of people also felt that beat Oscar Valdez prior to Oscar Valdez fighting Shakur Stevenson. And he got to move up. He moved up. He moved up. A lot of people was, a lot of people have been questioning his power, not the skills. We all know that he got the skills to pay the bills. One of the best intellect, one of the best IQs in the sport of boxing is Shakur Stevenson. Not only in this young era, but one of the great minds in the sport of boxing. Does everything right. Sharp. Sharp, cat-like reflex, punch selections, great, 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 um, how you say it, um, tutor on his side, like Andre Ward, Terrence Buck Crawford, Shakur Stevenson now brings to the table with Javante Tang Davis and Ryan Garcia, Teofimo Lopez, Bam Rodriguez, the likes of these young fighters. I know Bam Rodriguez, he did his thing yesterday, he's not in, in the division, but I, I just want to give you... The importance of entertaining. Shakur Stevenson, I had I had an interview with Shakur Stevenson. I was out there in the press conference, um, in the final press conference this past Thursday. And I and the first question I asked Shakur Stevenson, I said, um, knowing that you apologize after the Nakatilia fight because of the performance, not necessarily the win, but after the Nakatilia, you you promised, you basically promised the fans that he would do better, that he would perform better. And to, uh, and to be all real, he don't need to apologize to the boxing fans, especially the way that he win. This already, uh, sac he already sacrifices his life, right? He don't need to apologize because he won. But of course, like I said, it's how you win and how you lose. And it seems like that fight, Shakur Stevenson, you already know, got the one of the heaviest bag in the sport of boxing, got all the tools. Once you, once you go up, um, several rounds and establish that your levels, I'm talking about levels with the SSS levels, then we want to see something, you know, take him out of there. You, you don't want to see nobody that's not supposed to be in the ring with you and go a whole 12, whole 12 round or 10 rounds and get a decision. He understood that. And he vowed to be better. And I'm going to see it like this, Shakur Stevenson, man, I'm proud of Shakur Stevenson as a fan because you know boxers can say anything to the fans. But Shakur Stevenson was serious about his apologies to the fans, even though he didn't need to. And he's been a spectacular, sensational, and entertaining, entertaining at the highest form in the sport of boxing. And ladies and gentlemen, I've been always telling the people, if you follow the channel, Punch Run Boxing, my YouTube channel, if you follow the channel, go at it, subscribe, and, and, and follow the content, the consistent daily content. I tell the people, the sweet science was meant to be exciting. The sweet signs was meant to be exciting. From the days of the Willie Pep, from the days of the Floyd Patterson, Floyd, Floyd, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, um, Sugar Ray Robinson, Rocky Marciano, Sonny Liston, Muhammad Ali Cassius Clay, Frazier, and, and the Hagglers, and the Hearns, and, and the Roberto Durang, and the Julio Cesar Chavez, and the Oscar De La Hoya, and the Sweet Pea, and the Mike Tysons of the world. And a, uh, and a Roy Jones Jr. of the world, the Hamed of the world, the Berea, Bo, Morales, Manny Pacquiao. The sweet signs was also meant to be exciting. This is the reason why the sweet signs, boxing, pugilism, prize fighting, whatever you want to call it, was the number one sport in America. Ladies and gentlemen, the sweet signs was always meant to be exciting.
And I think because because they get the habit, the people that got the habit of looks. Um, 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 Pretty Boy Floyd was also entertaining. People think now because I I know I noticed they started like a trend of saying this. Like if a boring fight, if, if there is a boring fighter and you and you stamp a fighter as being a boring fighter, there's a, these crop of people that will say, well, that's the sweet signs hit and not get hit. And I understand where it started at. It actually started when Floyd Mayweather, you know what I'm saying, when he got up in age, brillo hands, started being more defensive, didn't take, didn't take as much risk as he was when he was pretty boy Floyd. Floyd Mayweather started saying, is the is hit and not get hit. Thinking about, I'm not trying to get brain damage, blah, blah, blah. You know, all, all that stuff. So then there is a, a, a community of people who are saying that if you call a boring fighter, no, that's the that's just the sweet signs. No, 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 no. The sweet signs was always meant to be exciting. If boring, if you wanna, if you wanna, if you wanna translate the sweet signs into being boring, if you're that type of fan, then trust me, boxing would have never reached to the level of uh, to the level of interest that it, that it reached all over the world. Shakur Stevenson unleashed his power. Shakur Stevenson finally gave his body a chance to mature, you know, because he was cutting a lot of weight, you know, in the super featherweight division. And and, and let's let's not, you know, we can't neglect the fact that he did um, lo- lose his belt because he didn't came in weight. He missed weight, but of course we we want we we don't want, you got to be professional about it, but. I think hardcore boxing fans also understand the danger. We don't want to see these fighters go out there and drain themselves, don't have no liquid in their brains and nothing like that. But at the end of the day, he's going to the lightweight division and people was already projecting him going to the lightweight division. It was inevitable. But what we are seeing is his growth. We're seeing Shakur Stevenson's growth. He's gave, he gave a chance for his body to mature. And with that, simultaneously, we've seen his power mature. Shakur Stevenson now is giving his power, his power, his body grow naturally. What we saw yesterday versus Yoshino was his natural power because he gave his body a chance to grow naturally and mature naturally. Shakur Stevenson have checked a box and probably the only box that he had. A lot of fighters have several boxes. Shakur Stevenson checked the only box that he had, and that was power. He knocked down Jamel after the after the Nakatilia fight when he apologized. He stopped Jamel hearing. He knocked down Oscar Valdez. He knocked down Consocial. He hurt Yoshino and stopped Yoshino. It's like he's getting better and better and more powerful, more powerful. The type of power, ladies and gentlemen. That is like a gift and a curse. See, it's the gift for him to tell the people, hey, yo, I got more tools in the toolbox. I got power. I don't got no, I don't got no, I don't got no weakness. No weakness. He already checked the only, the only, the only probably, and it's not even a blemish because he kept on winning. But the power was the only thing that when we thinking about fighters moving up, we'd be like, does their power translate to the upper division? And it's doing it just that. It's doing just that. Yes, he beat a credible opponent. Yes, he beat a guy and fought a guy, and that was a credible opponent moving up and being his first first opponent moving up. That was very, very smart by his matchmaker, and it was a good one. Yoshino did beat the crap out of Nakatani. So, man. 
folks. He is a problem. He is a reckon. He's a he's he's a a force to be reckoned with. That's what that's the saying, right? I almost, I almost, I almost fumbled the words. He's a force to be reckoned with. And now, Shakur Stevenson after the fight called out Devin Haney, the undisputed. Now Shakur Stevenson and Devin Haney had sparred with each other, worked with each other, and stuff like that. They know each other very well. They're actually friends. But in all reality, as much as these fighters want to say that they're friends, it's it's kind of hard when you're friends in the same division. Because in the end of the day, you ain't started this road with you. You you, you did not start this journey. Look, Shakur Stevenson didn't start this journey with Devin Haney, and Devin Haney didn't start this journey with Shakur Stevenson. Just because you're my friend, you think I'm not gonna fight you? So I can't. You you're the only one with the belt. You're the only one with the belt. If I don't fight you, I don't accomplish my goals. If I don't fight you, I don't enhance my legacy. And what I'm supposed to do? This is life, life or death sport. At the end of the day, you could be cool with somebody, but when it comes to these, these in the square circle, you ain't my friend. Because at the end of the day, you're trying to take my life like I'm trying to take yours. There's no place to be friends in this business. You could be business partners because if you give somebody an opportunity, you make money together, you break bread together. Yeah, in the end of the day, this ain't a basketball. This ain't, oh, let me give me a, let, let me get a pound after the fight or before the fight. We in the layup line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You're here to strip the health. You're here to strip my health. You're here to impose a will, to impose punches into my head that I'm not going, that I might go back to my family and I won't be the same man. I won't be the same father. How can you be my friend? F being your friend. And Shakur Stevenson is on that type of time. We ain't friends, man. You standing in my way. Oh, yeah, I want you to do your thing versus Lomachenko because in the end of the day, man, you standing in my way. I need a fight you to enhance my legacy. Shakur Stevenson got it. He's matured. And especially when you were family, man. You, you, you remember when you, was a, when you was younger and your boys used to be your boys, your boys is your brothers. And still to this day, yeah, your boys could be still your brother. But when you establish a family, when you establish having a, 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 a wife and then kids, that's when you know who's really there. Yeah, you got your boys, but at the end of the day, I'm living for them. Before, when you have no kids, you don't have no significant other. You living with your, by your family, your cousins, your brothers, but then your friends that be that 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 becomes your brother, becomes your cousin, becomes a part of your family. Some people have friends that they're closer to their friends than their own family. But when you establish your own, and right now Shakur Stevenson had established his own. He got a daughter to live by. He got a wife. He got a fiance to 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 protect and provide for. You ain't his friend. You ain't gonna do nothing. Devin Haney, you ain't gonna do nothing for Shakur Stevenson right now. You can't. But that's the way he gotta go. Vice versa. But now Shakur Stevenson has implemented that type of what, what I said in the beginning of in the beginning of the uh, other episode. I told y'all. I told y'all why Javante Tan Davis and Ryan Garcia is the biggest fight. It captivates the emotions of the fans. And Shakur Stevenson. After the Yoshino fight, you look around, look look around with the pugilists of the game, uh, um, independent media and stuff like that. Don't mind my kids in the back. We we I'm I'm doing this at home. I, right? I I'm a I I'm just trying to move. My, hey just hey, support the channel. You want to send donations? <laughs> Cash app, Cash app, dollar sign, punch drunk, P U N S H D R U N K, drunk. 
I don't got no studio. We're going to be moving on up like the Jeffersons. But yeah, what I'm trying to say is now Shakur Stevenson has ignited the emotions and the imaginations of the boxing fans. And that's why you see everywhere else, everybody is saying Shakur Stevenson can't be beat. Everybody's saying, not everybody, a lot of people saying that Shakur Stevenson is the boogeyman. That Shakur Stevenson is the hard one. It's, it's everybody's hardest matchup. But because he has implemented, he has shown us that he has unleashed something that we haven't seen, that we wanted to see. Because we've seen the increase. We were seeing it. We were seeing the growth fight by fight by fight. And finally, he's at 135 when he felt he's comfortable at. He didn't have to struggle making weight. There was no struggle in stopping Yachino. Knocked him down in the, se in the second round. Knocked him down in the fourth round. Was beating him from pillar to mother effing post. I haven't seen that from Devin Haney. Not in this level now. Devin Haney got that check that he needs to. That got, got that box that he needs to check that Shakur Stevenson checked. Ain't nobody talking about Shakur Stevenson lack of power. Now, now there is no. There is no. There is. I have not heard no read nothing. I have not read or heard nobody critique Shakur Stevenson's skills, talent, power, speed, defense in every category of boxing. He has it down packed. Every single category. What we're, what we're witnessing right now is not a good fighter. We're witnessing something special. I cannot see nobody outboxing Shakur Stevenson. Not in the lightweight division. I don't see nobody smarter than Shakur Stevenson in that ring. In the lightweight division. If you're going to beat Shakur Stevenson, it's either you knock him out, either TKO, or either corruption. That's the only way I see it. We're looking, we're witnessing a perfect fighter right now. We're witnessing a perfect fighter. Not only that, he's become an attraction. Newark, New Jersey had 10,000 people, 408 people, the most in, 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 um, in, in, in that arena in Newark, New Jersey. And I'm happy as a boxing fan, and you should be happy as a boxing fan. Because when they were saying, oh, this gets boring, no, that's the sweet signs. Now people understand what really the sweet signs is. If you thought that Shakur Stevenson was boring and the other people were telling the other, the, you know, the people that was, was that you was that used to criticize him, oh, but that's the sweet signs here and not get hit. Well, we saw yesterday is the sweet signs. Bam Rodriguez is showing the sweet signs. Shakur Stevenson is showing the sweet signs versus all these guys that I just mentioned. Ryan Garcia is showing the sweet signs in his, and and Javante Tan Davis. Devin Haney is showing some, a sweet signs, but that's not the sweet signs that people fell in love with. You got to add some excitement. You got to bring people. You, how, can you, how can we value a particular quote-unquote sweet signs if we're always saying that it's putting people to sleep? That's not the sweet signs, folks. Because the suicides never put people to sleep. Because it's never meant to put people to sleep. You understand what I'm trying to say, folks? This didn't have a, a cast on Devin Haney. Devin Haney has a winning style. He does everything he needs to do to win. He does everything that he needs to do for him to win. 
But when you have fighters like Javante San Davis, Ryan Garcia, Tiafimi Lopez, Shakur Stevenson, and, and, and looking at the what's away division, I'm, I, and I, I just want to talk about the young guys like 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 Boots Ennis and Virgil Ortiz. Hopefully he gets better and get back in the ring. They just don't do good for them. They do good for the sport of boxing. And ladies and gentlemen, I always say, I break things down unbossy, logically, and objectively. I'm here to preserve the sport of boxing. I love boxing. I hate when people say that boxing is dying. I'm here to preserve the sport of boxing. I created the, the, the podcast, the YouTube channel, the, the, the website. I created this because I want to preserve the sport of boxing. And this has been the catchphrase. I'm here to preserve the sport of boxing. I'm here to preserve, listen to me, preserve the modern-day warriors, modern-day gladiators. They put their life on the line for our pure entertainment. Think what I just said. Because there's people that be like, hey, yo, punch, you contradicting yourself and stuff like that. How are you going to say that you, you, you're trying to uh, uh, preserve the fighters if you're going to talk down? I don't talk down about the fighters. I'm just letting you know the truth. I'm letting you know there's certain fighters that do good for them and the sport of boxing. And there's other fighters that just do good for them. Right? Devin Haney wins, but, it's, but, but he's winning. But if you guys, people saying after the George Campbell said number one, they put everybody to sleep, and nobody will never want to watch that stuff again. That means it doesn't do, it doesn't do great for the sport of boxing. This is why Javon Sanders versus Ryan Garcia is the biggest fight. This is the reason why Shakur Stevenson had 10,000 people because the progression of his fights, the way that he's getting better and better and better, more entertaining, more entertaining, more entertaining, more power, 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 included and included with the extraordinary talent and tools that he got. So I'm proud of Shakur Stevenson and the way that he performed. And when I asked him, and I asked him a follow-up question and paraphrasing, that do you think that you're going to be that that you, that you need to perform because you're going to be compared to your contemporaries? He's like not necessarily and stuff like that, but I believe, you know what I'm saying? He he really didn't agree, but I now I I think I I think I have a feeling that he agrees now with this performance because everybody massively is talking about his performance, his growth, his power, and now many are saying she I mean, he don't got a belt in the lightweight division. It's easy to avoid him. You telling me that you want somebody with that skill set and with some power at that? A guy that makes barely no mistakes, that can't get touched, don't get touched. Now his power, now he could switch too. He pivots real good. His timing is awesome. His his, his defensive is impregnable. How, how Mike Tyson said, my defense is impregnable. Uh, I want to, <laughs> I forgot how he used it there. My right hand is ludicrous. Man, he's just doing a hell of a job. Now let's talk about a little bit of, a, of of the other fighters. My daughter just screaming and stuff like that. Don't mind her. Um, Keyshawn Davis, Keyshawn Davis, Shakur Stevenson boy, um, ended ended um um knocked out his opponent, Anthony a Anthony Yes Yigi Yigi something like that Yigi Yigi from Sweden. Did a good, a hell of a job. And in the beginning, most of the fight, I was like, "Come on, man, put them punches together, man." I wanted just call Stevens. I, I, I wanted um Keyshawn Davis. I'm sorry, I wanted Keyshawn Davis to throw more punches and stuff like that. Yigit, Yigit, that's his last name, Anthony Yigit. Um, I want, I wanted him to throw more punches. Yet yeah, at the end of the day, man, in the later rounds, I think it was the tenth round bout. In the ninth round, he did his thing, knocked him, knocked him down, knocked him out, and and looked impressive. He made a statement, and of course, and he called out Frank Martin. Frank Martin. Who is Earl the True Spence fighter who beat Michelle Rivera? Michelle Rivera was popped dirty and um, suspended for, I believe, nine months. But that was supposed to be a good matchup. 
people thought that Michelle Rivera was going to be Frank Martin. Um, so he looked impressive. I'm telling everybody looking impressive out here. Pitbull Cruz is looking impressive as well. Um, but let's not forget the Pitbull Cruz, Cepeda, Cepeda. Who else ducked ducked um 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 Shakur Stevenson? They ordered the Pitbull Cruz fight. Pitbull Cruz who made a good kind of himself versus Javante Tan Davis, but they didn't want that work. Cepeda didn't want that work. And then George Cambosa tweeted at Shakur Stevenson and said that he's not even ready for that fight. Not ready for that fight. And this was before Shakur Stevenson showcased his power versus Shishino. Now you know for sure these guys ain't going to want to fight Shakur Stevenson. Hell no. And if Devin Haney said, uh, they said during the post-fight interview that um, he texted Mark Kriegel and said that if he beats Lomachenko, he's going to stay in 135 to fight um, Shakur Stevenson. I doubt that. I highly doubt that. But Keyshawn Davis is going to be moving up quick. Um, I think he's going to be in contentious real quick. I think he's going to be moving quick like they did with Shakur Stevenson, like top rank did with Shakur Stevenson, Teofimo Lopez. Um, they just got the skills and talent to take the type of risk that they have taken already in their career. Shakur Stevenson looking levels above. I have not seen a fight that is like... <sighs> Not even in the same Like all these guys Even the champions It feels like They're not even supposed to be in the ring with him Like He The only people that He gotta fight Is Tank Ryan And Ryan gotta prove himself With Javon Tan Davis He proved himself really With, with Luke Campbell And which there was a lot of people That felt like it was a 50-50 fight Got dropped Got back up Controlled the pace Showed the people character Showed the people grit And then knocked them Knocked them Knocked them out with, with a body shot. And that's what I mean about spectacular. Looking impressive. Shakur Stevenson now. After this. is going. His stock has gone high. Higher than it's ever been. Even when he beat the champions. It's going higher than it's ever been. Especially now that he's in a lightweight division. A lucrative division. And a lot of names in the division. In which it's going to be easy. If you put him up, up against these other names. It's going to be a, 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 a star. A star. It's inevitable. Whether whether Devin Haney, if he beats... Look, I'm going to tell you like this. I think this is going to happen. If Lomachenko beats Devin Haney, Lomachenko is going to retire. If Devin Haney beats Lomachenko, he's going to go to 140. Drop the belts. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Shakur Stevenson is going to be a three-division world champion. It's inevitable. Well, I'm not going to say inevitable because this, uh, because also, as much as we're giving credit of the growth of Shakur Stevenson, when we're talking about his contemporaries, they're also the same age. And we want to see if they're going to grow as well. And the good thing about it in this three-month span is that they all going to be fighting somebody that if they're going to win, their stock is going to go way up high. If Ryan Garcia beat Javante Tan Davis, oh my Lord, it's going to go, stock is going to shoot the, shoot up to the roof. Javante Tan Davis beat Ryan Garcia. I believe it's going to make him a bigger star. It's going, it's, going to, it's going to be one of the biggest stars. He's going to go probably head-to-head with Canelo Alvarez in terms of stardom. And, and if, if it's how he wins. But I know the underdog is Ryan Garcia. But Ryan Garcia stops Javante Tan Davis. Oh, my Lord. How about if Devin Haney checks the box like, like, like Shakur Stevenson? Check that power box. And stops Lomachenko. 
Now, whether people feel that like Nomachenko is coming into this fight with not, with, not, with, not, with, with not the great momentum, not the type of momentum that he came in into the T.O. fight when they fought three years ago. Lomachenko was pound for pound at that time. Lomachenko was regarded pound for pound. One, two, three, you could flip it around. But this Lomachenko, people still feel like it's good enough, skillful enough to beat a Devin Haney. And people, because of Lomachenko's performance in the past, is giving um, um, a, a lot of confidence for Haney. A lot of people have a confidence that Haney is going to beat Lomachenko. Now, when we're talking about bag bags, like toolbox, I don't think that Devin Haney got the toolbox like Lomachenko. But that because you got more skills and you got more skill set, that doesn't mean that you beat the other guy. Let's not forget Ricardo Mayorga versus Forrester. But it's going to be a good fight May 20th. A lot of things to prove right there. Jared Anderson. Jared Anderson also performed, also knocked down the Dominican fighter um, um, Arias. And I already know he was going to knock him down. I already know he was. Look, I predicted that Jared Anderson was going to end this guy in three in three rounds. I'm going to tell you about Dominican fighters. They, they don't mean. I, I don't really like the culture of Dominican fighters. I, I don't. I, it, not the culture. In, 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 how, how to say it? Let, let me rephrase that. I don't. Their personality and character does not relate to the coach. The Dominican fighters do not relate to the coach of Dominicans. Put it that way. They too reserved. They too nice. They too. And I'm not saying that we're not nice. And I'm not saying that we got to be ratchet. But you got to you you got to identify what the people from the Dominican Republic likes. It's like I already knew looking at uh, uh, Arias that he was gonna be knocked down in the, in the third round during the press conference. He had no confidence at all. Nothing. I'm not gonna exchange. I'm not gonna stand there with a knockout artist. So what you going? What you going? What you trying to do? He necessarily, he basically was trying to say, I'm not going to get next to Jared Anderson. Basically, he was trying to say, I have no, he, no tenía ese ánimo, mi hermano. I, I just didn't like the feel. I didn't want Michelle Rivera to be looking like Muhammad Ali. We already got, we got, we already got his grandson. Everybody looked at that like it was fake. He looked, he looked more like Tito Trinidad. And you notice, and you notice when they was trying to make him somebody that he was not. He didn't knock out anybody. Well, he knocked that dude out one, but but he wasn't he wasn't looking he wasn't looking wild because he was trying to be somebody he not. He was trying to emulate somebody that he not. I think that was a mistake. <laughs> because the more if he would have succeeded more, he was gonna be he was gonna be an identity crisis. He was gonna be having a identity crisis. Y'all already know when boxing, you already got a mind for mind f yourself. And thinking that you could be everybody in the world, that's the way that you train. You gotta have that confidence. But now he's gonna he's gonna believe that he is Muhammad Ali. <laughs> he'll have an identity crisis after his career. He'll probably be highly be menta mentally ill. Hector Luis Garcia got hit with Javon Tan Davis, so the whole world he can't see. No puedo ver, no puedo ver, no puedo ver. And he actually was doing good. We need that machismo. And if we don't bring that with Tampa Machismo, it doesn't relate to, you know what I'm saying? As Dominican, we let, don't, nosotros, nosotros siempre, siempre estamos en alegría. These guys are like robots. But I, hopefully, my Dominican people get it together. We do have some Dominican fighters. We got Boyer, they're going to be fighting uh, Roly, Roly in 140. I can't believe that he got a title shot. How the hell does Roly get a title shot in 140 by losing to Javon Tan Davis in 135? 
I'm telling you, the business of boxing, the politics, that's what I tell y'all. The only way that I see Shakur Stevenson losing if he gets knocked out, TKO, or corruption because ain't nobody going to outbox him. Lucky punch, maybe, but ain't nobody going to outbox him. Um, But in the same event, I mean, the last night event, um, also Josh Taylor, Tiffany Lopez was announced. And like I told, like I've been saying that throughout this episode, these guys are risking it. Like Tiafoe Lopez, yo, he's crazy. Put it that way. Tiafoe Lopez is crazy. Crazy. You need to be crazy in the sport of boxing. Because Tiafoe Lopez could have picked Barbosa. And you remember when people were saying that, yo, oh, yo, um, uh, Tiafoe Lopez is stuck in Bar Arnold Barbosa. Nah, and, then, and then it switched up. No, nah, no, nah, Tiafoe Lopez is stuck in Regis Progress. And then as soon as they, they didn't mention that Tiafoe Lopez is going to be fighting John Taylor, ain't nobody was trying to say nothing. All the haters went to... I don't even know where the haters at. <laughs> I don't even know what... Tiafoe Lopez hated. They all got humbled. They don't say nothing. They don't drop video. They don't say nothing on Twitter. What happened to all the Tiafoe Lopez haters? Because they understand. See, you, you can fake or you can enable narratives and stuff like that. But you see but you see Tiafoe Lopez risking, risking it and fighting the guy that was undisputed. That's still undisputing a lot of people's minds in John Taylor because he never lost the belt. You gotta get credit to Tia Fima Lopez. That's a risk right there. But a lot of guys, is, a, lot, a lot of these young guys are taking a risk. I believe that Devin Haney is taking a risk as well, fighting Lomachenko. Both of these guys, Lomachenko as well. Uh, um, Javante and Davis and Ryan Garcia, I believe, is taking risk. Not to the level of Tia Fima Lopez versus Josh Taylor, though. Because I'm gonna tell you like this Tia Fima Lopez is gonna be a major underdog. But I even predicting that Tia Fima Lopez is going to stop Josh Taylor. I'm predicting it, folks. Tiafima Lopez is going to stop Josh Taylor in the later rounds. I'm predicting it right now. It ain't going to be no outbox. He's going to stop him. Um, Brandon Lee performed. Oh, let me see this about Fondora. Fondora. The 6'4 Enigma in 154 got knocked out. Got knocked out. And a lot of people felt like it was an upset. Even though, even though that Fondura did go to war with Erickson Lubin, he got he went to war to Erickson Lubin. Um, Mendoza beat the crap out of um and knocked down Jason Rosario, just in an impressive fashion. Like um, what's his name? Like uh, like Jamel Charlo, the undisputed. He beat him in an impressive fashion. Mendoza beat him in an impressive fashion. Mendoza knocked out Fondora. But they, I, 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 I didn't praise too much Fondora. I never did really content about Fondora and stuff like that. I just feel like he was an enigma. I didn't praise him. I held my praise because even with all that height, he didn't, he never really established his height. That's why I never really I, I saw this coming. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I saw this coming. I don't think that he was going to be Jamel Charlo either. So I never thought that he was going to be a champion in the 154 while Jamel Charlo was there. This was inevitable, in my opinion, because as much as he's an enigma and his height and his reach and it looked incredible, like, oh, my God, who's going to beat him? He never fought his size. He never implemented. He never took advantage of his natural or his natural assets. He became he fought small. So you, he gave a chance to his opponent. He wanted to bang. And look, we, 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 we like fighters that like to throw down, like to risk it and throw and have a fight. It's exciting for us. But 
for him, yeah, he could throw down, but also you gotta establish for the most part your range. He didn't. Fight. He's a, he looked like he's a smart guy, educated guy, but it, but it seems like he didn't. You know, um, give me one second. 